0: Yeah. Okay once again you're not casual. Take the take the jacket off. Jay hurt his back lifting the five pounds babe.
1: Oh great.
0: Great? What? Hurt his back.
1: Oh you, you hurt your
0: back? Yeah. That's not good Jay. Okay are we ready? Babe I'm gonna need you to hang calmer, amore. Silencio, por favor. I can't handle
1: this foreign talk around me, okay?
0: My God, He's so white.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, right. Love you.
1: Here we go, Al. Oh, fucking, fucking stop. Jesus Jesus Christ. Ready? Oh my God, Welcome never.
0: back, Jay, to the still, no, it's not even the McInnes Marketing Minute because today we're back on the investment talk. Back on the investment train. We've spoken about...
1: Um, is this couch conversations, technically no, we speaking? We have this conversation every
0: time we record one of this. You ask me if it's couch conversations, These I say no. He whines
1: like a child.
0: Like, it's like repeating myself over and over again. So what is it? What am I going to put it under when we upload it? It doesn't need to be under anything. You don't need to label it under anything. Everything needs to be labeled. Nothing needs to be labeled. <laughs> okay. Literally, we live in a day and age where you cannot label. That's literally what's wrong with the world. Moving forward. <laughs> So, and my fiance to be in the background, or sorry, my wife to be in the background is just there laughing and mugging us off. So, if you hear the odd chuckle, that's what it is. Should have mic'd her up. Ah, should know, do not give her a platform. Anyway, back on the investment Talk. We've been talking about alternative investments. We have. Um, so, now we're going on the other side of things, something that's very close and dear to our hearts is
1: dividends. So, these talks we talk to obviously people with respect mostly to buying real estate and what they're doing with their money what they've done with their money where their money's coming from um, how they're adding to equity to buy up to the next home and all of these conversations of course come into play with these alternative investments Mm to not all alternative but alternative to real estate and um, we of course Discuss this sort of stuff outside of, uh, of real estate commonly as well. So we thought, let's just open up the conversation to the people. Yeah. Because it's a very common thing in addition to the real estate stuff that we always talk about. So. Sorry to interrupt, carry on.
0: No worries. So, dividends investments. Uh, first of all, Jay. What is dividend investment? What is a dividend, Jay? Or commonly known as DIVI. And to those of us.
1: Sounds horrible, doesn't it? DIVI. Um, so obviously purchasing a company that offers a distribution or a divvy is that an English thing?
0: No, I've heard you use it it's before, you. don't, I've never don't try that. and play dumb I've, now. I've heard you use it before. Ever. Pretty sure you gave me the phrase.
1: Um, and they can pay out uh, by way of percentage, uh, So the um, sorry. Do you want by way to get of a fixed amount. Uh, and then as share prices fluctuate of course the percentage return of that distribution fluctuates Um, beyond that it's a company paying out its shareholders either quarterly or monthly Uh, you buy a share they pay a percentage in dividends yeah but you You then get
0: that percentage over the year paid in either monthly, quarterly, six month, or annual installments.
1: I don't know of anyone, and I'd if like you to for, enlighten me of if it's companies for, that pay in six month or twelve month increments.
0: Uh, well Disney, this, I've just never heard uh, Disney used to pay in six months, now they've stopped. So what do they do now? Quarterly? No, they don't even do dividends anymore. Oh wow, I yeah. didn't know that. So that's a, that was a big shock to the system. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the reason why people do it is because it's typically a lot safer. And obviously it's residual income. You don't have to do anything. You own that stock and then every quarter or whatever the dividend distribution may be, you get paid. And obviously you have more
1: and more, more and more, more and more dripping back in then you're gonna get paid more and more, more and more, more and more. So I think the premise that a lot of people will play in the stock market in a capital gain level, yeah. um, which from yeah. what I hear is much more common. And then there's the, which I would call gambling personally, it's buy today and hope it goes up for tomorrow. A lot of people disagree with that, but that's fine. Um, then a lot again is uh, dealt with in the dividend market, so you're, you're creating that passive income, we could call it. Uh, You purchase, you are not guaranteed, of course, dividends can change and fluctuate, but you are going to safely assume by a variety of metrics that we can talk about that the money will be there monthly, quarterly, half year or annually apparently coming in. And um, as you build that, we'll call it nest egg for retirement in that regard, in addition to your real estate and all other stuff, um, that dividend distribution total will grow, giving you cash flow when you're old and white haired like I almost am, slash are. Um Yeah,
0: it's typically a much more safer route as well because to your point, the gambling side of things, buying a stock, hoping it goes up, uh, and then cashing out of capital gains.
1: And additionally, sorry to interrupt, on that topic, there's typically companies that have a good track record of this are much larger, more established companies yeah. that you're investing in. Yeah, I think a lot of people when they get into the stock market,
0: they have the fear it's gonna to go to zero. Like I'm gonna put five grand in and it's gonna go to zero. But typically what you're investing in when it comes to dividends, those type of companies with track records, whether you're looking at like Disney, at and Coca-Cola, people like that, they've been around for numerous years and have a good track record of paying dividends and whatnot. Although you just said Disney cut the dividend. So, okay, it's it's a Disney, cup, but, it's but it's still not gone to level. zero. So you haven't lost
1: your- Obviously market. the stock price, yeah.
0: So, so the stock price is still there. It does fluctuate and it's kind of a nice way to get involved in the stock market without looking every day, is my investment up? Is my investment down? What's going on with it? Because you're buying it for that dividend payment. You're not buying it in order to see it go up. So as long as you still own it and it's still paying that percentage due every year, split over those payments, It's residual income that you can be more safe in as opposed to going like we were talking about before nfts and other things like crypto and gold and things like that
1: excuse me yes and i think it's nice (coughs) for people starting to get not that you have this is a beginner's realm it's like a gateway drug for well yeah you can buy like any stocks ten dollars yeah you can buy one share if you want so you can start a lot smaller Um, and then grow exponentially as as your comfort level allows but I think looking at it from that perspective you're enabling yourself to chip in you don't have to have a five to 20 percent down payment on a six or seven hundred thousand dollar piece of property to just get in and start the investing uh in your life it's uh it's an easier way to get in i think it's fun researching the companies looking at all the triggers you're going to look for um, to see if it's worth investing in or not um, and the histories of these companies but if you don't have time which a lot of people don't claim to which i think is bullshit but anyway um, if you don't have time to research and care for future you which this all is um, and put the time in today to secure your future later on obviously there's professionals that you can um, that you can hire oh, yeah I wouldn't say go to the professionals though because that will your commissions there's details beside it all of course but I think it's something that is Personally, like I talk about it with the kids, they're obviously way too young to understand it, but just getting them in that mindset right, that you can buy a small thinking. piece of a big company that does these things and they will pay you to own it. Well, and then you've got the benefit
0: of the seventh wonder of the world, compound interest. You brought the seventh wonder up. The last before. week or the week before? Yeah. That's true. It's, it's a wonder. It deserves to be brought this up. This is 100% true. Um, you can actually set it so it's a drip campaign, so all of your dividends will actually get reinvested in those shares um, that you're getting the dividends from. So as well as you contributing each month, whatever it may be, any gains that you're getting, any money that you're making, you can drip that back in so it will continuously buy shares for you. And that's why it makes it so efficient because when you get to a point that you're, you know, every quarter you're buying enough to have another share, another two shares, another three shares, four shares, five shares, 10 shares, it all compounds up and it increases pretty substantially. And of course, it's leading to your, well, hopefully you're gonna get there before retirement, but it's leading to the point where you can wake up and you can say, ah, I really don't wanna go to work today. I just wanna stay in bed and have a duvet day. And you don't have to worry. A duvet day. A duvet day. So fun fact for you, company in uh, England, British Gas, uh, they would allow you two duvet days a year. They what? They called it that. Duvet days, that's what they called it. And it was literally two days in the year where you could call cool up and be like, I want to call in one of my duvet days. And it's where you just
1: really don't feel like going into work. Like really? That. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think well, let's get into some of the topic lines here. What is it? We've gone through that. Um, so, what companies? Why you want to invest in it. Basically, to that, obviously, for your future future you, give yourself a little well, slowly contribution. And get
0: money without doing it?
1: I think everyone wants to retire, but no one knows how the hell they're gonna do it. And this yeah. is an easy strategy. We talked about dollar cost averaging last week. Um, an easy strategy to start dollar cost averaging into something that's going to pay you to own it, that you can contribute yourself. Now, if you have Pensions and all this sort of stuff um, hopefully they're around in 30 40 50 years whenever you're retiring there's obviously a risk at that but this is something that you can control yourself that you need to kind of take the reins of so this life. is the, so this is the part of the conversation i hate because i hate when people talk about for retirement for retirement it's like
0: i get that but like i in my personal opinion i feel that you should go into investing with the aim of getting as much as you can to benefit from it as early as possible. Well, of course, you want your retirement option as early as possible in life. You want want to be able to earn a substantial enough amount so that you don't, you're not just waiting until you're 65 and then you can just barely make it by. I think people forget is when you're walking down the street, especially in Vancouver and some guy zooms past in a Ferrari or something like that, uh, you either think trust fund or if they can actually afford it, even part of that trust fund, is typically made up not just by a base salary. So I think a lot of people will look at it and they're like, what does that person earn a year? Like what, what, what's their salary? Like who, who are they employed by? And what's that number that they're getting every year? They don't realize, no, that person's probably got a salary and then they've got various different other forms of investment. And in my personal opinion, dividends should just be one part of your investment strategy. Uh, we can go into that another time. But it's all of these things that add up that allow people wealth in order to afford these nice things.
1: I think they said the majority of millionaires in the U.S. today never earned more than $100,000 a year through their life. Oh, really? So, that just goes to show they didn't have one big windfall cash payout of some sort. Um, They didn't win the lottery or the settlement or, or whatever or make millions of dollars a year. They dollar cost averaged, compound interest, your seventh wonder was at play for as long as possible. The earlier you start, the better and they built that wealth that way. Well, it's like Warren Buffett says, right? If you, everyone wants to be rich, they
0: just don't want to wait for it. And he just, obviously, I think he's like a million a second or a minute or something like that. Something just, highly respectable. Just yeah. just like a figure that you have to Google and you're like, no way. And then you realize it's actually the case and you're mind blown. But he he said the same thing he was like i always knew i was going to be rich i was just doing the same tactic over and over again and i knew that i would get rich but most people don't want to do that because it's just they feel it's too slow and then those years pass anyway and then naturally with everything investing you're always like i wish i'd started 10 years ago 15 years ago yeah your your case 25 years ago as you're now that age
1: i am so, older than you yes but yes we should have all started sooner so i think it should be i think it should be a part of the strategy
0: um, you can do a lot some other riskier ones like we're talking about the nfts and then eventually we'll talk about crypto and uh gold and uh, those other elements and of course real estate too um but a lot of people look at it i, I don't think they realize so like you could speak to probably a lot of people and you'll say hey how would you like an investment property and they'd be like yeah that'd be sweet it'd be great i'd love to have an investment property but yet, yeah, if you said to them, how would you like to have $600,000 in the market? Too risky. Too risky, or they wouldn't even understand it, but if you're essentially getting paid the same from those dividends payments, it's still the same form of investment. I personally think it's more riskier in the market. We've had this conversation before. But it's still the same form of investment continuously repaying I
1: think if you have $600,000 in the real estate market and $600,000 in the stock market. Obviously, issues can arise in each. However, I think there's more of a chance that you will deal with less day-to-day, month-to-month issues in the stock market than you will in the real estate market. That's a whole topic and conversation for another day. It is, and we'll make another video out of that. Now, moving on. Uh, what to look out for and what to invest and what to look for, basically.
0: Uh, so you already mentioned it, the dividends track record. Uh, you know how how good are they at paying dividends? Has it continu- consistently gone up? Have they had to cut dividends? Um, I always like looking at like the local news. Like AT and T went through that thing somewhat recently. That there was a part that was going to get bought out and it was going to hit dividends and stuff like that. Um, obviously, Disney then c- stopping their dividends. P ratio is another one that a lot of people were. That,
1: Price to earnings ratio. Yeah. Yep.
0: So. Uh, God, I've forgotten the calculation for it now. So that current of course, share price divided by earned profits per share, or something. Um, I can't remember, but any that that figure can change. That's the only thing. So a lot of people talk about having a, a P ratio over a certain amount. Just be aware of what market you're looking at, because I think broadcast companies have like an average of 12 to 15 P ratio, but then software companies have a P ratio of like 60.
1: So. You gotta look at that. It varies. Um, I think the dividend payout ratio, how much of their money they're paying out each month or quarter to dividends. And you love a good risky one. You love a good risky one, like a high interest. Typically,
0: if the dividends payout is a high percentage, there is a risk that they're gonna cut back because they can't continuously keep paying a high percent dividends without essentially the the money to back it up. For sure, so
1: watch that the dividend uh, payout ratio is not the roof all this stuff you you can very easily google and look up as well to educate yourself that's a sign that it's probably gonna be cut at some point It, it it can be for sure um and and looking at the history of the dividends how long have they been paying dividends for have they ever cut the dividends based on economic or internal circumstance um and how basically how how long term you believe the company will be around Telus Mobility, BCE, Bell Mobility, do we believe they're gonna be here in 10, 15, 20 years? I do, so that would be a big reason for me to look into them to investing. If the ABC Corp that offers 10% a year sounds fancy but I don't know what the hell they do or who's behind it or how long they've been around, Then obviously there's not as much conviction in an option like that, even though the percentage is is high. Don't chase the high. I think the Canadian market's
0: pretty good for that because the Canadian market is typically a lot more stable than the stock market. There's pros and cons to that. Like we don't see the increase compared to the US. Compared to the US, yeah. So, for example, like I, I like the banks. They're very stable. They don't typically- Staple move.
1: in any retirement account.
0: They don't, Should be. they don't typically move too much. They do pay a dividends and yeah, for some, you can rest pretty assured. They don't have the high swings that some do. And I mean, the Canadian market overall doesn't have those high swings in the same way that the US does. So that then also benefits the investor who just wants to put money in and- Allow away, a compound and yeah, grow. And not have to worry about it. So, yes. I think that sums it up, no?
1: I think so. I think it's a very good option for uh, people wanting to start in investing in general. It's an yeah. easier step in. I think it should be a part of everyone's option in, in yeah. their diversified portfolio of what they have. I always look at the other end of life. So what, what do we want? Do we want real estate? Do we want stocks? Do we want? What do we want? Uh, in the retirement portfolio, obviously, variety is and diversification is key. Um, this is a way you can, even within just stocks, you can diversify across any industry. Um, and yeah, even for the, the advanced investor, obviously, I think it needs to be there and part of that. monthly. Payment coming into the account for doing nothing. Yeah, it's super simple as well. Once you got used to, if you say
0: you invest with RBC, it's super simple. It's just like ordering something from Amazon. Once you get used to it, and it's probably like that quick. You can just smash yeah. it out online. It's super Big easy. banks,
1: ten dollars a trade. Still, I think there's pressure for that to come off. You can do stuff like Quest Trade that can be cheaper. They will do ETFs for free. Um, so there is a slight there's trading fee, but that's all who you're platforms. going through and a million different platforms but i think that sums, sums
0: it up. up i think so get on your dividends investing guys
1: message for questions and subscribe to like and hit like as well and hit like as well